I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Miranda. What did the dog say to the tree? What? Bark. (laughs) Oh, no. It did. Bork, bork, hello, everybody. Bork, bork, hello. Who I'm so excited that? to be here. I'm so excited you're here. I mean, I'm, I miss Mel already. I miss Mel so much. <sighs> if this is your first episode, this doesn't make any sense. But my name is Taylor, and today we have a guest host, Miranda. Hello. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Yes. Miranda's been listening to the podcast. I'm a, a big fan. For a while, and she has puppies, and she's really nice. So here we are. Hello. She's gonna <laughs> she's gonna guest host for a few weeks. Yep, I'm here to fill in until somebody better comes along. (laughs) (laughs) Till you're replaced. That's fine. That's fine. So I will, uh, I'll start us off today. Um, Got a bit of a story. A dog story, Taylor? It is a dog story. It is called Dr. Good and his Underhound Railroad for Rescue Dogs. An underhound railroad. Yeah, not an underground railroad. It's <laughs> underhound. I get it. I get it. But also, Doctor Doctor Good looks like the kind of guy that would be like, "Hey, like, <laughs> like that's hilarious." I'm really looking for. I mean, I haven't heard the story yet, but I'm looking forward to the Disney adaptation. Yeah, Doctor Good. And yeah, the I can see it. Also, Doctor Good. Like, obviously, there's, he's going to do something really lovely, but his name is Doctor Good. Is it actually? I think so. Let's find out. Tell us the story, it says, Taylor. It says it is. Dr. Michael Good is a veterinarian whose former job was to euthanize homeless dogs. Oh, <laughs> happy. Today, he is able to rescue them by the thousands. Well. So it gets better. Thank you, Doctor. Which is how all my stories go. They start really sad and then they get better. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Yep. I listen. You listen. I yeah. know. It's not like when we have a guest on and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. And then later they're just like, I have no idea what, that, <laughs> what were we talking about. <laughs> Okay, so according to the ASPCA, which I assume is an American flavor of the RSPCA, each year approximately 670,000 dogs are euthanized. That is a lot of dogs. That is much more than I would have thought. It's too many dogs. It's definitely too many dogs. I guess in America that probably makes sense, but it's still a lot. It's, yeah, it's too many. 670, I was like, oh, my God, that's a lot. And then I read the word thousand and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, as appalling as that sounds, the number is much lower than it used to be. Thanks to Dr. Good. Still sad. Pretty much though. Just, just Dr. Good. Education about adopting shelter animals over buying them from breeders has really helped. Yeah. You know that like adopt, don't shop hashtag. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I thought you were really lame if you couldn't afford to go to a breeder and like <gasps> buy your dog. Taylor. Because that was just the mentality that I kind of like grew up with. That is terrible. And now I'm just like, I want to adopt a puppy. I, we've never... We've never bought a dog. See, my, like, par- my parents buy all one. their dogs. We, we like, inherit dogs and adopt dogs. 
See, that's what I think you should do. Whereas like my mum bought both, like my childhood dog, she bought both of them, one from a breeder and one at a pet store. And my sister just bought her cat from a pet store. From a pet store. And I'm like, do you know how many adorable cats there are? Like RSPCA and like just all the shelters out. and stuff. They're just hanging out like, in that little cafe area. Her cat area. is really cute. But like still. But still. Anyway, not the point. Uh, the largest percentage of dogs are still purchased from breeders. Thanks, mum. ASPCA affirms that 34% in the US come from dog breeders and 20% are adopted from friends or family. Surprisingly, these what figures. About, sorry, what about the other 50%? They just like materialize. Whoa. A flying stalk puppy brings them <gasps> and they just land on your doorstep. <laughs> Holy moly. I wish that was true. Like a stalk puppy, like when you did something really good, like if you're really well back, like you know how you yeah. know stalks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just, I, I know stalks. If you were a really well-behaved child, you just a, the stalk puppy came and you just got a, a, puppy, a puppy on your doorstep. That's it. That's what we're just. That's, I'm maybe, deciding. That's what happens. Maybe now. the other fifty percent Santa brings, probably, or the Easter bunny, an Easter puppy. Yeah, I had my friend used to get pets for Easter. She got like chickens one year for Easter. Chickens kind of makes sense because the whole egg thing. Yeah, I guess. But it's still yeah. like my. It's again my mom. She doesn't. She has still hasn't figured out how to hit place. So I can keep talking about it like this. <laughs> she she will like buy us presents for Easter. Well, I like our family like gifts like too. DVDs and socks and stuff, <laughs> and then my like also a chocolate? chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we've gone off the point. Anyway, 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 I really want to know what Doctor Good does. Okay, so the tradition in the South is to let dogs do their thing, says Doctor Good, and the streets and backyards are full of the results of that philosophy. More than one hundred thousand oh. homeless pets are euthanized annually in the Greater Atlanta area. When they say do their thing, they mean like winky face, do their thing, like just do their thing. Oh, there's not a lot of desexing going on. I just thought on. it meant that, like, yeah, no, I'm with you. I <clears> thought <throat> it just meant like they they let them like roam free, and that's why there's so many homeless dogs. Not like, but also probably that. Yeah, just that more sense. dogs than than necessary. Well, yeah, they're probably like I feel like in New York they're or like you know coastal cities or like northern cities they're probably a bit more careful about like yeah desexing because you don't really want like dogs running around wild in New York City. In fact, I don't although, think I've ever seen a stray dog in New York City. I would also see that movie. And I think Disney already made it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Beethoven is not that movie. Beethoven was like on York. a like big acreage or something, wasn't it? They went camping or something. <laughs> oh. One of the I'm talking sequels. about the symphony. <laughs> Okay, in the med- Midwest and Northeast, it's a different story. Shelters have waiting lists full of families who are ready to adopt. Ooh. That's so good. I get it now. The Underhound Railway. Here we go. I Here see we where go. this is going. Yeah. When Dr. Good made that discovery, he had a brilliant idea. Find homeless dogs from the South who would otherwise be put to sleep and take them to where they are wanted. Supply, meet demand. Yay. That's what it says literally in the article. So he calls his foundation the Underhound Railroad, a name he respectfully borrows from the famous Underground Railroad. Oh, they wow. Feel Thanks the need for pointing point that, that out. out. <laughs> that was so unclear. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I see why. Because it was a network of secret routes and safe houses that the abolitionists used in the 19th century to transport enslaved peoples to free states. Yes. That's why they wanted to clarify the freedom yeah. aspect. I get you. Freedom. Dr. Good's transportation operation isn't just as simple as tossing a dog in your car and driving it to Maine. 
really glad to hear that. The foundation handles everything from rescuing dogs from irresponsible or overwhelmed owners to catching stray dogs on the streets and bringing them to be examined, treated and assessed. He has specialized trucks that can transport numbers of dogs safely for hundreds of miles. Oh. Can, uh, I, can I just jump back to overwhelmed owners? Yeah. I had this picture in my mind of like people being overwhelmed with the cuteness of their dog. Being like, <laughs> I just can't deal with how cute this dog is. And then someone coming along and being like, I'm oh, sorry. It's okay. I'll take it. You can't be responsible <laughs> for this dog. I had like a picture of like just a hundred dogs like crawling all over them. And they're like, <laughs> I'm too overwhelmed. <laughs> too many like, dogs. Yes. Um, the Underhound Railroad has rescued 15,000 dogs as of 2016. That is a lot of dogs. That and is I'm so many. And they're also real cute. It, Dr. Good. They're in like a little, there's like, they're in like a little container. Travel but it's, Yeah, but it's like plasticky with lots of air holes, not like a creepy jail one. Okay. Good. Yeah. They must be treated before being transported. Um, many of the dogs that Dr. Good treats have heartworm. They have injuries that aren't always obvious. That's really true. Dogs mm. are really good at hiding injuries. Mm. Mm-hmm. They can have like broken stuff and you won't know for a couple of weeks. They'll just be like, they'll oh, just like just hobble around on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. My dog is not like that. No. My Tui gets a, like a burr in her paw and she's like, oh my, oh my God, gosh, I can't yeah, she walk. Does too. I can't walk. And she's like hopping along and she'll come up and paw you. But she's like, got like one eye. She copes pretty well with that. Oh yeah. Cause she just, you know, that's is it, normal. Is that an always thing? Always as long as I've known her. So I adopted her when she was uh, eight weeks. She was a rescue from a puppy farm. Yay. Um, and, yeah, they, they'd just taken the eye out. So it had been, like, infected. So, had to so take she it had out. a dodgy eye and they had to take it she out. She didn't get, like, hit by a car or anything. No, no. I hate those no. ones. But the they think that the puppy farm dumped People, her because yeah. Because she they were like, oh, she's only got one eye. No one will want to. <laughs> well, she had two eyes, but one of them was infected, and I don't want to deal with that. So, mm. yeah. That's but okay. that's normal for her, then, is what you're saying? It's normal for her, yeah. Yeah, she's like, yeah. why don't you have one eye? <laughs> what's wrong with what's you? What's with all these dogs with two eyes? Two eyes. Like, like, Are you okay? You've got something next to your eye. <laughs> it's another eye. <laughs> um,. Yeah, basically one diseased dog can infect an entire shelter or an entire dog park or neighbourhood, so that's why they always treat them and then, like, transport them. And um, that's that's basically what he does. Puppy relocation program. Yeah. they Not only do we transport these pets, we provide them with veterinary care to ensure they're healthy, ready to travel, and join their new families once they arrive. Aww. So it's just kind of like an adoption shelter but, like, on the go. Yeah. So that I think it's a great idea. It's so cool. I think we should broaden this so concept. There's, I have seen a very similar story um, that pops up, you know, those, oh, what are those, like 60-second documentaries that, that oh, come yeah. up in social media Yeah, yeah. of a, a young boy who does the same thing. He takes, oh, he takes them to where they want. He wanted. takes them from shelters where they've been for a long time and uh, organises for people far, far away to adopt oh, them. So very similar. So nice. Yeah. But he's like. 10 or something so I think his mum's it's helping always him. way more impressive when like someone young does it <laughs> just like, he like spends all of his pocket money you know? um but his his mother is very active in it as well but oh, yeah. cool so but there you go the concept is spreading yeah thank you Dr. Good thanks Dr. Good you're doing good, good. <laughs> what a good boy yeah honestly yeah. you're gonna have no trouble at all replacing Mel <laughs> you're doing just fine <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I can't do the laugh though. I tried before. She does have a very specific laugh. She's got a beautiful laugh. I miss you, Mel. I miss her so much. It's only been a week. Like she's only left the country for a week now and I'm like, oh. Anyway, let's not be sad. Okay, we're going to be happy. It's not a sad moment. Tell me about an exciting dog breed that you've brought for me today. Well, speaking of adopted dogs, mm-hmm. um, my my little family um, has recently adopted a new puppy. Yeah. Um, she's also a, a puppy farm rescue, but breeding stock. So she's lived seven years of her life in a, a tiny little cell. Oh, just um, like making puppies. Just making puppies. Oh, just like a puppy maker. Um, but she is the most beautiful thing. And she's a very interesting breed of dog. So I'm going to tell you about the Chinese crested dog. Oh, Chinese going, yeah. crested. Yeah. Um, so there's two main varieties of a Chinese crested dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, our darling Zambi is a powder puff. Oh, Doesn't that my sound God. like the is best that the description for name? Dog? Yes, that's yeah. amazing. A Chinese it's a, crested think of dog, like powder puff girls, powder puff. <laughs> a powder puff. Dog. They like fight crime. They're really little. <laughs> yeah, they are very little actually. They're um, very small dogs. They're part of the toy category of a dog. Um, so she's very tiny, but she's she's also very slight. Um, mm. very They're like thin dogs, thin dogs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, tiny little faces, but they have these ears that stand up really ah. tall, and they're super hairy. This they look kind of like if if you had a chihuahua and then you decided to groom it really weird. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sort yeah. of what it looks like, a but they're bit. kind of longer. They're like a little bit they're more a little, stretched out, a little bigger than a chihuahua. Yeah, um, and slightly less. Uh, oh, how do I put this politely? I'm sorry, Chihuahua. Slightly less rat looking. This one looks like a sheep. <laughs> so, so the the powder puff is a very fluffy version of the dog, right. and this is the powder puff is the regular version of the dog. Okay, that's how they were bred originally. That's how they naturally occur. Right. Well, okay. they both naturally occur. Right. But the other, um, they have. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. There's actually a bit of a lottery as to how they come out because the other more recognisable ah. version of the breed is the hairless Chinese crested dog. Um, so this is the one that has like just so many ridiculous pictures of this breed of dog. So You have to look it up. Chinese crested dog, hairless. And then just hit go on your Google Images but, and spend the next hairless, hour but laughing. They're not completely no, they're hairless. not completely hairless. So they still have <laughs> they still have like a tufty mane, really furry ears, and usually little furry usually feet. Usually some little feet. And yeah. a really hairy tail. So they look like really tiny little miniature horses. Yeah, kind like of. Super miniature yeah. horses. It's it's because they've got like a mane and a tail. <laughs> <laughs> and they little, do, little they do, and then just body in between, and then just nothing in between. So they're they're like those creepy hairless dogs, um, where you can see their skin, and they're often um, in greys and whites, or uh, like beige and mottled well, and there's spotty. A really spotty one, yeah. yeah. They can be really spotty. Um, That's cute. <laughs> that one looks so, like a Barbie doll. It's got hair. Like, it's got like of the hairless. It's one. got like nearly like bangs, like. Yeah. The, the groomed ones are ridiculous. It looks like a Barbie doll. Oh my ridiculous. Gosh. So really great. Ridiculous. Make sure you go on Google Images and just like spend a couple <laughs> just, minutes scrolling. It's so great. It's so amazing. Anyway, um, so it really is pure luck how they come out. So when you breed them, um, there's a particular gene that 
and when it mutates, they come out hairless. A denim gene? Yeah, there's a denim gene that <laughs> mutates. So um, the hairlessness is, wait, it's got listed for all of you genetic students out there. Um, oh, the hairlessness yeah. is an incomplete dominant gene ah. trait within the so breed. So if the dominant gene is complete, they get more hair. And if it's incomplete, they are hairless. Yeah, yes. But it means you can't breed them as one or the other. Oh, so you can't you can't because breed them a, on purpose it's in a, either which way. A defective gene, it's not ah. a breeded trait. Yeah. Anyway. So weird. the weird thing is if you try and breed a hairless with a hairless. You could still get No, the the poor little baby doesn't survive. <gasps> Stop. Like it doesn't get born, doesn't survive. It won't it won't become it, it won't a dog. happen. No, oh, it won't no. happen. Yep, so you just gotta Sometimes you get a hairy one and sometimes you get a hairless one. Crazy. Crazy. That's really weird because I feel like a lot of people have dog breeding down to like a science. Well, yeah, it is. A, it's a very it complicated is a genetic science. science. But like, do you know, like even now how like with babies you can, people that do IVF, they can like pick the color of the eyes and what? the hair and stuff. No. Yeah, they can. Oh. I, I think there's a little bit of like legal debating on how much you're allowed to do that because it's. Mm. Yeah. A bit funny being able to choose and terminate and do all kinds of stuff depending on the color and stuff. Anyway, let's not get into that. No. But like you'd think that, that they could sort it they out. They could like figure it out. But like I guess it's probably not a priority. Oh uh, yeah, there's probably other things Plus, we like, could just spend. go luck of the draw. <laughs> go luck of the they're, draw. They're both yeah, cute. They're both gorgeous. They're gorgeous. And um our Zambi is a powder puff. She's black powder puff. Um and she like hasn't all had black? her black? Yeah, all black. She hasn't had her first. It's sort of like a charcoal black, like a little bit grey. Yeah, yeah, little... She's got a tiny little white beard. I love where it's they so have cute. that. And the little tufts in her ears have got little white That's bits. really common of the Chinese to have that hair that hangs, yeah, it looks like, like a Chinese under the beard. Chin. Yeah, they look kind of like a Chinese old man. But in fact, it's difficult to find a picture of a groomed one that has that hair because they're oh, they usually trim it groomed. Off. They trim all of their muzzle hair off and down, like take off all of their beard yeah. down to their neck. So she'll probably well, it's not attractive, that when they groom her. Yeah. But I understand why they do that because the hair on the top of their, their little nose there gets really curly and it goes up in her eyes. And makes oh, her yeah, eyes you weak. don't want yeah. that. No. Anyway, let's talk a little bit more about the <laughs> – sorry, I've just changed websites and found a new picture of the Chinese crested dog. <laughs> oh, my God, you're, you're <laughs> legit doing a Mel. Mel does that all the time. She's like, oh, God, they're just so beautiful. So beautiful. And I'm just like, okay, but – Okay, um, but so the American doing? Kennel Club, one of our favorite websites, yeah, um, <clears throat> describes them as affectionate, alert, and lively. Aww. Um, they weigh about eight to twelve pounds. I don't oh, know what I that don't is, know what but that means. they're, they're small dogs. They're like lap dog size. Small. They have a pretty um, long life expectancy, which is usual for a small breed. Toys tend to live a long time. Um, and this description I think is really cute. With their spotted pink skin, spiky crested hairdo, furry socks and a feathery tail. Furry you socks. You can't mistake the sweet and slender Chinese crested for any other breed. Stop. This That's frolicsome, so ultra-affectionate companion dog is truly a breed apart. Aww. So they often get described as very loyal. And um, I, I That's can, very true with a lot of the Asian breeds. I can testify mm-hmm. that she has really bonded with my mother. Yeah, and yep. like and just, sticks with her. Yes, yeah, very, very. Oh, close. I've also discovered that eight pounds is three point six kilograms. There you go. So pretty small. Three and a half k. Yeah, pretty yeah. small. 
very tiny. So tiny. <laughs> that means you can pick them up. <laughs> so even though the two varieties look like very different dogs, they mm-hmm. are actually the same in in, in temperament and personality. Yeah. Yep, they're the same dog. Just one's got that's more so hair. interesting. Just different haircuts. Yeah. That's all. Because usually you find when they change like shape or size or whatever a little bit, then their personality changes. But mm. Like you can definitely tell the difference between a toy poodle and a standard poodle because their brains are smaller. (laughs) True. Even like miniature poodles and toy poodles are really different. Yeah. They're not even super big in like size difference. But Um, there you go. But one of the great advantages of the hairless variety is, of course, there's no shedding and they're odour-free. So I just found a photo of what he's got his butt up in the air. He looks funny. (laughs) They're so cute. So cute. So, so, okay, so sorry. We, we do this all the time. We just like talk about dog breeds and then we just go, it's so cute. Like the whole You're time. really distracted. <laughs> um, cool. What else can I look at here? The breed standard? Oh, no, that's the general appearance. How much do you have to like exercise them? <gasps> Pictures of puppies. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Quick. Oh click away. Click, click away. away. Click away. I've clicked away. I've clicked away. Oh, I've oh been here for an hour. Oh, my God. Sorry. Um, do they require a lot of exercise? Um. Well, from personal experience, Zambi is very bouncy, but but she doesn't need to. But she doesn't need it. Like, like if run. you have a chill no. day, she's okay with she's it. Because there's some dogs that, that like if you're having a chill day and you you like if you're sick or something, no. let's say, and you don't get to take them for a walk, they like freak out. No, um, she's very she's so devoted to um, her human mm-hmm. that whatever you're doing, she's just going to be there, chill, doing it with you. Doing it, yeah. yeah. So if you get excited, she gets excited. And if you want to play, she loves to play. And if you're just lying down, she's just like, oh, yeah. Aww. Cool. That's yeah. so good. That is a really good kind of dog. It is. That's a good, a good kind, kind of dog for kind of older people. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, she's very, very gentle. And um, <laughs> sorry, this, this picture looks especially like a horse because of the way it's sitting. Oh my god! The, it's the ones with the little feet, the little with feet. the groomed feet. They, they look, look like, like My Little Ponies or something. <laughs> That's right, My Little Pony horses. Like literal My Little Ponies. <laughs> so where do I find? You're going to have to help me, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a beginner. Where do I find the information about their care, nutrition, or exercise? Yeah, um, regular exercise. Mm-hmm. Usually satisfied with daily short walks yeah, and owner play good. sessions. That's pretty standard. Yeah. Um, the powder puff requires a lot of glue- grooming and it's like yep, scissor grooming. You can't just like can't just shave like, it nah. and be like, oh, yeah, I've got a hairless nah. one and shave it down. <laughs> so, yeah, wait, if you have a powder puff yeah. and you try and shave it down, does it turn <laughs> into a hairless or it just will grow it back? No, I, I believe that that would be a lie. You just, you can't. You can't change who they are. You just can't change who they are. Um, but the the hair is really uh, fine, so it knots very easily. But as long as you uh, brush them out, they don't get, like, smelly and doggy. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So you just have to watch out, watch for the knots and keep them nice and brushed. Um, they don't really shed. Um, what does it say here about training? Our oh, temperament and demeanor, very outgoing and friendly. Aww. Agreeable trainability. Agreeable. Agreeable. They make great therapy dogs, it says. I like how the lowest scale of agreeable is like maybe stubborn. Definitely stubborn. <laughs> just, just like stubborn. There are some <laughs> dogs didn't want to say that. that are like that, yeah. Yeah. 
But that, yeah. There you go. So that's all about it. Oh a little God, bit of so fun cute. genetic study too. I feel like that's that's one of the kind of dogs that would put people would put in their handbags as well. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, a little bigger, just little. slightly bigger than a handbag dog though. Mm. Like if you think about a Chihuahua in a handbag, they're very similar to as a Chihuahua. I do often. <laughs> very similar shape to a Chihuahua. Yeah, they are just a bit a, like longer, but a bit. If you like yeah, stretch them if you out, stretched out mm-hmm. a Chihuahua mm-hmm. and made it look slightly more like a horse um, and nicer. Yeah, um, we still Maybe. like Chihuahuas. Yeah, they're right. They're just they're excitable. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, beautiful, 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 beautiful dogs. I said beautiful a lot so of times, but it was sweet. necessary. No, totally. They're so gorgeous. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll have to click on that puppies page again later. Yeah, <laughs> when you have more time. When I have more time, and you're not on it. Like oral medium instead of a visual one. <laughs> Just sitting here going, oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh wow, that was really good. I was like, hang on a minute, there's a doggy, <laughs> there's a puppy. Um, so today I was taking my parents' dog Zola for a walk. Yeah, and I have noticed recently that her walking behavior has not been the best. <gasps> Zola, Zola, Zola. Well, my mum, I've said this before on the podcast, but like my mum doesn't discipline her pop- like her properly. Like she's just like, oh, she's so beautiful. She can like, do whatever she fine. wants. And I'm like, mum, a three-year-old dog should be potty trained by now. Like this is not oh. acceptable. Oh, really? That for a start. But then also walking. She does this thing where she likes to provoke other dogs on the walk. Oh, no. So Zola's very like, she's very like human based. So when we run into other people on our walk, she'll go straight to the person, ignore the dog. So Ooh, like she's got a little friend called Penny, which is like a little fluffy poodle that lives down our block. And she will bypass Penny. Like Penny will come running up to her and she will totally go past Penny to go to Penny's owner, whose oh, no. name I can never remember. But she'll Penny's go straight to Penny's owner. Name. And wait for like pats. And I'm like, hey, Penny, come here. <laughs> and she's like, why? But anyway, so it got me thinking about walking etiquette. So that's my tip and trick for today. I'm just going to have a look at a little bit of walking Let's etiquette. Let's learn how to walk. Yes, because like some people are really good with like training their dog, but there are some dogs that just, they stick a leash on mm. them and off they go and good enough yeah. or they don't put a leash on them oh that annoys me it really annoys me it's actually illegal yeah, I, think. Yeah, I don't know if it's like illegal like a felony <laughs> but it's like it's like the council, law requires council, you a council, council requirement law, that you sure. have your dog on a leash yeah so that's the first tip that this walking etiquette article gives me put is, your dog on a leash this is a cardinal rule use a leash use on um, leash. if you are not in an off-leash area such as a dog park you should always have your dog on a leash during your walk i know a lot of people that are like my dog is so well behaved they'll come whenever i call them and Doesn't they take matter. it off i'm like that's not the point though the no. point is like the other dogs yes and like random cars or yeah, cyclists yeah, yeah. or like all kinds of things like a leash is just another point of contact yep so you know what's going on we've got um across the road from my house mm. behind the houses mm. there's a mm-hmm. park yep. so it's yes, completely yes, yes. surrounded by houses and it's just got little <laughs> pathways into the park and people let their dogs off there all well, the time yeah because do you remember the last time i was at your house i found a dog out on your street <laughs> just like <laughs> And I was like, hey, Miranda, do you know whose dog this is? No. There's, there <laughs> were just dogs dog. like roaming around. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. But we we also live on like a curve in the road. 
And just on this curve of the road is my mm. house on one side and one of these pathways into the park yeah. on the other side. Yeah. And I can count three instances in the time that I've seen it happen. So it must happen a lot more yeah. often of dogs just coming out of that pathway from the park and being like, I'm going to go across the road. Oh, that's so scary. Screeching tires. Yeah, it's very scary. No, so they always should be on a leash. Um, It's an easy way to maintain peace. It also means that you've got a strong connection and you can sense where they're going. And also it's another, like, I was just thinking when I said cyclist before, it's like another sight line. So that, like, if you've got a bright colored leash or even a black leash, you can see something's there because sometimes there are little dogs that you can't see from far away or whatever. But anyway, that's another thing. Um, Be respectful. This goes for people and property alike. When it comes to other people, don't let your dog run up to them or jump on them. Frankly, it's just rude. It is rude. It is actually very rude. Some people Um, really hate that. But just FYI, Mm. if you're ever walking past me, I'm okay with it. Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Please encourage your dog to jump on me. That's like we so we have a um we have a market in our city called Each Street, which is like a big um what would you call it? There's always dogs there. Yes, there's always dogs there. It's like a big um, like marketplace where there's food, but it's the same stall, so they're like planted in. But it gets very busy, and you're allowed to bring your dog, which is really cool. And my parents like to bring Zola a lot, but um, the number of like people that will just come up and just start touching her immediately without knowing Aww. what, which so is these, fine. These rules Zola happens to be super friendly. So these rules are for dogs and also for exactly. people. Yeah. Because we would never let Zola just run up to anybody. But at the same time, we really appreciate when people come up and they're like, may I pat your dog? And may we're just I? like, yes, of course, because she loves people and she's super friendly, but there are a lot of dogs that yeah. aren't. Yeah. Or, or, or just nervous. Which I guess you shouldn't bring them to a market. If There's a lot a of like dogs that are just nervous. Just nervy. nervous. Nervous dogs. Um, while we understand how specific dogs can be, um, keep, keep them off neighborhood lawns as much as you can. Like some people yeah. have really nice lawns and then I've they always- let their dogs roll all over them and do their <laughs> business on them and, it's I think I think nice. it's fairly normal um, here in in Brisbane for people to have fences on their yard. Yeah, pretty but much. A lot of people leave their gates open, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what, pretty and normal. Dogs go in. It's just like you can't just let your dog just run into somebody's driveway and start no. checking out their yard. No, that's not okay. See, that's the kind of etiquette I mean with Zola. Is like sometimes I'll, my parents will just let her like roll all over, but I'm like. No, that's not her house. Can't let her go in. It's terrible. Mum, i got to teach you how to press play on this. Okay. (laughs) Number three is pick up your dog's poop. Oh, gosh, yes. Just do it. It's not fertilizer. It's not going to just decompose. There are kids that play in the parks around. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. people with dogs are not the only people that use the streets or the park or whatever. But this is also a dog park rule. Yes. Like, seriously. Oh, yes. Because how your dog is not going to go, oops, oh, better not stand in that. It's just going <laughs> to run straight through it. More importantly, I'm going to run through also, it. <laughs> you're going to run straight through it. But, like, just pick it up. Like, I know so many people or, like, families that are just like, oh, it's fine. It'll just dig. I'm like, no. no. To the point where, like, one time I forgot the the little baggie that you're supposed to carry around. So the <gasps> next day on my walk, I came back and picked up yesterday's <laughs> mess. Because I felt so bad about it. I was like, oh, no. So, yeah, that should be an obvious one. But please make sure you do that because yeah. it's also yeah. just not very nice. Yeah. And if, and if, and if, if you're not a fan of those little plastic bags, because 
I've become very aware of the single-use plastic situation. Yeah, the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get biodegradable plastic dog uh, yeah, bags. Yeah, you can too. Like they're made yeah, from recyclable can. stuff and they biodegrade so you can throw them in your trash and not feel bad about yeah. how that plastic going to last. And I don't think they're that much more expensive. <laughs> like just plastic-wrapped dog poop everywhere <laughs> in you imagine archaeologists many, yeah, many years like, from now. What like, is this? I think these people really worshipped their dogs <laughs> because for some reason they collected they their They kept it all in collected these their poop. non-biodegradable plastic bags. Okay. The <clears throat> the last tip, there's only four. It's very simple. Oh, the last it is tip easy it has. To take it is really or... easy. It's just like, oh, just. Common sense. Just etiquette is really easy and it just bothers me when people don't do it. Mm. Anyway, mm. is be cognizant. Cognizant. Yeah, which I was like, do I know oh, that Taylor, word? That is a big word. Yeah. So when you ask um when you ask your computer to define it, it says cognizant is a multinational conglomeration that provides <laughs> IT services. I don't think it is. So I'm gonna go Not right ahead and say don't ask your dog to be a multinational conglomerate <laughs> IT service when walking. I think it just means to to be Conscious? A- attentive. Yeah. And, like I wonder just be aware. Be aware. I can't. Okay, so Google is failing me and literally will not give me a definition. Of the word cognizant. Yeah. I think, yeah, just in that context, it just means be, to be aware and think about what your dog is doing yeah. and why and what other dogs around are doing. Yeah, that's basically what it says. It be says, attentive. You are responsible for your dog, so be aware of his behaviour and interactions. If he's jumpy, gets in another dog's face, barks or wraps his leash around others, stop him. Oh, my god! That should be really obvious, I hope. It but, should be. Like, for some people, it's just not. Know when a situation is getting unfriendly and act accordingly. Don't want a mm. nasty situation, I guess. Mm. Basically, when it comes to being social, try to keep other people's prerogatives in mind. Don't let your dog approach other dogs while they are eliminating. <laughs> while they're pooping. Eliminating. <laughs> That's, I've never heard that phrase before. That's lovely. Oh, they're toileting. Eliminating. <laughs> it's distracting for the dog and frustrating for the owner, who's no doubt keen on her dog completing this function. Mm. Keep meat and sniffs brief. <laughs> meat and sniffs. I like that a lot. I've got to tell a, Mel that one. She'll like that one. I have opened a cafe. That's what I'm going to call it. Meat and sniffs. Meat and sniffs. And or a butcher. No, it's a terrible name for a butcher. Please no. <laughs> Who likes to sniff butchers? No I one. Know, butchers are pretty smelly. I know, but nobody wants to actively sniff Dogs them. Dogs probably do. Yeah, that's fair. Don't take it personally when people keep their pace since you don't know what kind of schedule they're on. That's true. I often am like, that's rude that you didn't stop to say hello and with your dog. What the heck? And that's you shouldn't do that. You should just I, let people walk at their own pace, whatever they might be doing. I let Tui decide whether we're going to stop and say hello. No, oh, so Zola says hello to everyone. There's no choice. Sometimes she's just like, nah. I'm on my walk. <laughs> I'm busy. Hey, <laughs> now, nah, Zola will stop and talk to literally everybody. Ducks. Like, she doesn't care. Like, she, <laughs> I think Tui would also like, talk to ducks. But, Hello. but she would be saying something very specific to ducks um, along the lines of, let me eat you. <laughs> yeah, no. Zola would not just be a wants to be like, what are you? Don't want to play? Like, Zola gets offended when someone doesn't want to play with her. Aww. Like, doesn't matter what it is. She's like, why aren't we playing? I don't understand. <laughs> So I'm trying to teach her, like, okay, yes, sometimes we play, but sometimes we just we just do the other thing. We just and sniff and greet and move on. <laughs> meet and sniff. Oh, meet and sniff. Meet and, sniff. and just and then we just roll on on our way That's on our it. walk. Yeah. So it's pretty easy. Can I, can I ask a question about dog walking etiquette? I don't know Please. whether you can answer this. I will try my best. But 
you know how there's two types of leads? Well, there's probably more than two types of leads. But there's leads and then there's those retractable, extendable leads. Yes, I do. Okay. I'm um, not a big fan of the second one personally. I'm not either unless they're being used properly. So if you have one of those retractable leads mm-hmm. and, you know, you like your dog to be able to and just it's like a really go away from you and then come back again, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Not a problem. But when you see another dog coming, you better retract that lead so you have your dog under control. But that's what people, they let the things get. And then you get, lock it. So it's got like a little locky mechanism on the hand grip, right? Yeah. But so many people let them like break or they don't work properly. And then they're like, oh, no. I don't need to get another lead. And then yes, it's just a really, really long, thin no. lead, which is not at all you safe. You have to be able to lock them yeah, off so you can keep them short when you need to. See, I'm uh, not, like at times when you're that. coming across another dog. It's too thin. Like I just you be can't worried. see them sometimes. Yeah, well, that. that dog is not on lead. And, and also then you're like, like, oh, hang on. Just like the wrong combination of things. And like, I feel like it would snap. Do you know oh, what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just I I feel like I have far less control. You definitely have less control over my dog. Anyway, uh, that is some that's your tip and trick. Yeah, that's my tip and trick for today. Some walking etiquette. Now we know how to walk. Now we do. We can all go for a walk. Yeah, and tell us about it. Yeah, you can tell us on Facebook where we are Floof and Papa Podcast. With an ampersand in the Ooh, title. the ampersand. Ampersand. I love a good ampersand. You can find us on Instagram where we are Floof and Papa Podcast. No ampersand, spelling it out. Spelling it out, A-N-D. Yeah. Yep. And then on Twitter, we are Floof and Papa, I believe. I believe. <laughs> also a big Twitter out. person. And also Mel used to do the socials. I'm oh, crying. No. <laughs> but I, I, can give you, I can give you the socials for musicals taught me everything I know. Oh, go if on. that helps. Um, question, <laughs> you can find us. At that's not canonproductions.com. Yeah, thanks, that's not canon productions. Thanks for having us, Sane. And thanks for coming on guest host, Miranda. No problem. So fun. We'll see you next week. Ooh, I'm coming back. I yeah, you did very test. well. You yes. can come back next week. So next week I get to do tips and tricks. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> and dog stories though. I've got some oh, good yes. stories about dogs. Yeah. Once upon a time. Oh no, I'll save it. Okay, good. I'll save it for good, next week. Good plan. Yeah. I don't want to give it all away. No, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for having me. Of course. I've had fun talking about the Chinese crested dog. It's very interesting. Yeah, thank you. And book, book, bye. Oh, book, book, bye. <laughs>